I'm your host, Jack Lamar Fuji, and hey, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for tuning in. I have an amazing guest. I feel like you guys are going to be obsessed with him. Uh, there's some really good stories um, this week on um, the episode, but before we get to that, I just want to say uh, ciao. What's up, meatballs? Uh, if it's your first time listening, I call my listeners meatballs. And I hope to see a lot of you at Sopranos Con. Uh, guys, it's not this weekend, but it's next weekend, November 23rd and 24th. I'll be doing stand-up comedy. We will have a What's Your Jersey booth. Um, I'll be unveiling the new podcast logo. We have a lot of new stuff coming up for you in 2020, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, and yeah, it'll just be awesome and fun. And if you're a fan of the TV series, The Sopranos, you better be there because pretty much the whole cast is going to be there. There's going to be such good food. They're recreating a bunch of the sets. And yeah, I'll be there doing stand-up in between uh, I think I'm scheduled in between the LA Beast doing a cannoli eating contest and then a panel for Drea De Mateo. So basically, it's like the mothership is calling me home. I have never been happier. Um, so yeah, I've been preparing for this for a while and I have some really fun merch for you guys. Uh, so I'm just excited. And if you're not in Jersey on that weekend, I will be performing stand-up at Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club in Princeton, New Jersey on November 29th. So right after Thanksgiving, uh, you know, the best way to burn calories is work those abs, laughter, after that big Thanksgiving meal. So bring your friends, your family, bring everyone, because um, it'll be a really fun show. Anthony Rodia's, um headlining. So yeah, come to that. I think it's at 8 o'clock, but... I post all my dates and everything on social media. So if you want to find out, uh, at Jacqueline Marfuji, that's J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I. I hope you guys have had a fabulous week. It's been a weird one. All I keep hearing around LA is, oh my God, Mercury's in retrograde. And oh my God, there's a full moon. And oh my God, there's like all this energy shifting. And I just, I, whew, man, I feel like we can't blame everything on mercury i don't know maybe we can i mean my my phone wasn't working for a little bit i got two flat tires so yeah i guess i could blame it on mercury or just like shit happens sometimes i don't know you guys let me know what you think about that i'm so curious about it i was actually um i was talking to someone earlier this week and they were just talking about how they can't date a certain astrological sign because it's the same as their sign and I don't know I just feel like that's all kind of bullshit but that's just me I also feel like yeah I'm a very straight up Gemini um yeah so I go back and forth with it very Gemini like with me obviously I can't make a freaking decision to save my life um so yeah I just think it's funny the way we all have been talking about all this woo woo and mercury and retrograde stuff um i hope no one else got flat tires this week that was fun i had a nail in my tire so actually there was this amazing mechanic down the street from me at chevron shout out to chevron on holloway and la cienega uh he literally pulled it out of the tire 
fixed up the tire and I was on my way and still on time to teach class in Brentwood. That's some goddamn baller shit right there. Not me, the uh, the guy who fixed my tire. Um, <laughs> anyway, I uh, love hearing from you guys. Let me know how you feel about everything I've said so far. Uh, and also, please rate, review, and share the podcast with your friends. I think that's the best way to find out about anything. I love sharing podcasts. Recently, I started listening to Whitney Cummings, her podcast. I'm obsessed with uh, the Kardashian recaps on comments by celebs. Um, yeah, and that's kind of what I'm listening to. I've been listening to a lot of Watch What Crappens. I feel like I need to circle back and get back back with my Oprah podcast, though. I've been listening to a lot of reality TV podcasts. Do you ever feel that way where you're like going in one direction? You need to like bring it back to be inspired. But I don't know. Sometimes you just need to laugh and not think about shit. Anyway, I um I also was on Adderall Compliments this week and I'm on Brady. Brady Matthews has a really cool podcast and you talk about your first times doing a bunch of stuff. So I'm doing that next week. So uh, watch out for the link for that. So I'll post that. And also if you're in the Los Angeles area on November 20th, I will be doing the Fuck, Mary Kill show at the Belmont on La Cienega. It's really fun. Get there at 8.30. It's great. And you can play along as an audience member and win shots for all your friends. So, you know, that's pretty cool. And I'm also performing at Hamburger Mary's right when I get back from Jersey on November 30th. I literally am going straight from the airport to the show at Hamburger Mary's. The show starts at 10 o'clock. Hopefully the terrible shuttles and lines and all that stuff at LAX have been figured out for Uber's by then or if anyone wants to pick me up from the airport I would be your best friend uh so yeah anyway enough business guys I um I just want to tell you what my guest Carl McDowell has done what he's been up to because we jump right the freak into it um guys he just finished filming the last season of Ballers. He's worked with Snoop Dogg. He's worked with Adam Sandler. He's worked He's worked with so many cool people, and he tells some great stories about working on set with all these people. He tells stories about working with The Rock. Um, he's from Chicago. He talks about Chicago, and he also tells a story as to why he has a Dave Matthews band tattoo on his chest. Guys, stay tuned for that one. Um, and also stay tuned until the end because he does an epic, epic My Cousin Vinny read and he plays Marissa Tomei in it. So I don't know. I had so much fun with Carl. He's a friend and he's actually on tour right now when this is going to be released with um, his band Left on Laurel. And yeah, they're awesome. He talks about being in a band and just he's really positive and fun and opens up about being a dad and just everything. So meatballs, without further ado, please enjoy Carl McDowell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Carl McDowell. Guys, he is sitting on my couch and Ballers is on the and screen. Ballers is on the screen. <laughs> I did not plan this, by the way. I thought we were going to be a little later. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just put the last episode on. Like, I've been binge watching. And now I feel really, really cheesy for it's, having your TV show It's on. fun to watch yourself on TV <laughs> while you're doing the podcast. This is I've never experienced this before. There's going to be a lot of firsts here, Carl. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a big day for you. You, I'm buddy. preparing myself. <laughs> 
No, I'm excited and and don't spoil anything. I'm gonna glance over. <laughs> I, I when he walked in, I was like, Do you die in the last I just need to know. I kinda die a little bit. You kinda die a little bit. A we little all bit. die a little bit now <laughs> that the show's die. ending. Yes. Oh my god. I didn't know this was the last season. We didn't either until like right before the first episode. Wait, one. before like filming it or before it aired? Before it aired. Holy shit. So we like we finished off the season. We thought we were in a good space and like see you guys next year. We all that's how we ended. And and then like right before the first episode, Dwayne uh puts a out a thing on Instagram and says that this is gonna be the last season. Oh my god. Yeah. You found out through Instagram? We found out like we kind of found out a little bit before that because the day like well that day people was it was like a texting frenzy, like, oh shit, Dwayne's gonna do this. And we was like Wait, did you hear about this? Like, and everybody's texting around, like, is this really happening? Is this it? And then, bam, he puts it up, and that was that. Oh, my God. That kind of reminds me of, like, working in a restaurant and showing up for work, and there's just a sign on the door that says, we're closed. Has that happened? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so sad. I know. (laughs) And, like, there's always, like, talks, like, I don't know, like, whatever. And then we all just show up, and it's just dead. I worked at restaurants, and, I mean, like, you rely on that money. Is it tip money? I'm like, all right, I'm coming. I'm going to make 100 bucks today. Yeah. And I go in and now I got no job, nothing. no hundred bucks, no nothing. Nothing. Oof. Right? It's savage out there. <laughs> savage. <laughs> it's savage. It's no joke. How's your day going? My day's good. I'm here. You're good. You're here. I, I'm here. I we got rehearsal it. later. Ooh, for what? What are you working on? For Left on Laurel. We're going to <gasps> Germany Sunday. Right. Guys, Left on Laurel is a band that Carl is in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't believe you're going on tour. <laughs> third year, third year. It's is it like a certain festival that you guys always play in Germany? Well, the first year it was a tour, and we went to Cologne, Berlin, and Frankfurt. And then the last two years has been this festival. So we just play in this one festival, and we go, we stay in this hotel like a resort, and we shack up there. We play. We come downstairs. It's all in the same place, but we do go out and we go get food and we go hang out and. Like, see, do tours and stuff like that. So much fun, though. I love it. I can't wait. I can't picture a resort in Germany. That sounds like two separate things. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm, like, picturing, like, Cabo, like a resort in Germany. In Germany. (laughs) That's awesome. I've only been to the Frankfurt airport in Germany. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I had a layover there. That was, that, was, that was it. That was my big. That was your German. German. <laughs> that was it. Wait. Okay. So I want to know because your album just came out, mm-hmm. right? What's the name of the new album? Saved by the ground. Oh, saved by the ground. <laughs> saved by the wow, ground. Wow, guys. And I want to know what your favorite song is on that album. It fluctuates. So I love fire, um, but desperate side of town has been catching me, and right side of the canyon. So those three are my favorite songs. Oh my god, these song titles. <laughs> so good i love it um so i got so many questions for carl you're like a big hit on my instagram apparently um (laughs) many more questions for you than for me whatever it's fine um and so that brings me to the first question which is shockingly my main squeeze tommy caprio Hmm. um get ready for this one (laughs) no he said he wants to know when left on laurel ends would you want to join his band which and is, friends. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know about this shit? I definitely want to be an and friends. I'm the new basis for and friends now. It's, it's official. Oh, my 
god, that's so funny. And so you've actually talked about this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> great. And he also wants to know how you learned to play the freaking bass overnight practically. And now you're just, you know, nonchalantly touring for the third time in Germany. Um, well, Rob taught me how to play our guitarist. Mm-hmm. So we, Michael said he had a bass in his basement and they wanted to play covers. And I didn't know how to play the bass, but I wanted to learn how to play the bass. And you can really play the bass on one string. It's the E string. You can play all the notes. You can play it on. So I would just play all the notes on that one string. And then Rob would teach me, like, if you want to play the G here, here, or here. So then I would just pick it up like that. And he would just keep teaching me bit by bit. And now I know enough to tour Germany. (laughs) You make it sound so easy. (laughs) That's how it was. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's awesome. Good for you. Um, okay. We do a few rapid fire questions to get into the podcast. Um, Carl is not eating the meatballs that I had for him because he ate right before he came. Egg slut. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. So shout out. Say hi to the meatballs. That's our listeners. No. <laughs> Carl just waved to the meatballs on the table. I call my <laughs> listeners meatballs. That's really funny. Uh, meatball listeners. <laughs> okay. I want to know. Um, do you like meatballs or do you like like a bolognese spaghetti sauce? Um, meatballs. Meatball. That's a good answer. <laughs> good answer. I like bolognese. You like bolognese? I do. I don't even know what that is. You don't, don't even. <laughs> just picture chili, but Italian. Okay. <laughs> just a meat sauce. Um, Goodfellas or the movie Casino? Oh shit! I know it's like Sophie's. That's choice. hard. Um, Casino maybe. Yes. Yeah. Everyone says Goodfellas, but Casino's my Casino's favorite. Casino's so good. It's so good. Yeah. My favorite part is John Rickles. The fact that he's like <laughs> Robert De Niro's like right-hand dude. Just what? <laughs> um, okay. I, this will be interesting. I don't know if you watch either of these. Um, Jersey Shore or Real Housewives of New Jersey? I've never seen either one. <laughs> Oh, because you're cool. Uh, <laughs> I would say I like that Snooky though, so I'd say Jersey you Shore. Like Snooky, <laughs> I'll take it. I love it. Um, okay, and then I want to know what is your favorite Italian restaurant in the country? In the country, yeah, is um, uh, what Lala's Italian? It's Argentinian. Um, it's an Argentinian grill. <laughs> they have a great Bucatabipo. <laughs> Olive Garden. The Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. Is that Italian? <laughs> yeah. Do they consider that Italian? Every time I say Olive Garden, people say, that's not Italian. I know. It's not really. I love it, though. I do love the Olive so Garden. So good. I enjoy <laughs> do, it. Wait, do you like the Olive Garden? I do. It's, it's one of my favorite restaurants. Is it? I live in Glendale. I live right by the Olive Garden. Oh, my God. I'm surprised I'm not there every day, but it's one of my favorite restaurants. That's amazing. I, I don't, I'm not going to shame you on that. Okay. I think it's great. Doesn't your bandmate, Michael Rosenbaum, who's been on the podcast before, isn't that like his favorite restaurant? He has, he has like a car that guarantees he eats free at the Olive Garden. <laughs> wow. It's insane. And we had a birthday. He had a birthday party at Magic Mountain, and then they shut down his room and brought us Olive Garden to the park. It's insane how he has Olive Garden. Oh, my God. You guys get such cool perks. So, guys, Carl has been killing it. You must be exhausted because I feel like you're doing so much. I uh, just slept for two days, so I'm good. <laughs> You're like, I'm, you look very, like, fresh. Oh, man, I slept for two days, and now I'm about to hit the Germany thing. Oh, my God, that's amazing. You must be so tired. Sometimes. I mean, once I just get my two days of sleep, and then I'm good. I'm good to go for the next month, and oh, then I'll God. crash for another two days, and I'll be good for another month. Oh, my gosh. 
I, one of my favorite things, <laughs> I ran into Carl at an audition. Did you book that audition? I did not book did that you, audition. You didn't? <laughs> I totally thought you would have booked that gig. I couldn't go back to the callbacks. Uh, well, that, okay. So they wanted you. <laughs> at least I did. So there were callbacks. Okay, cool. No, I didn't get a callback. I know. And I think you got a callback because right before I left the audition, I looked at the casting directors and I was like, you're in for a treat because Carl is fucking amazing. <laughs> and then like walked out and they probably just thought I was insane because Carl was walking in right after me. <laughs> oh, well, you did that? <laughs> yes, I did do that. Thank you for that. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> get me to the callbacks which i could not make yeah not your just insane talent or you know just <laughs> carl is the type of person like you walk in a room and just make everyone smile without having to do anything like you just like his presence like your presence everything this is gonna is be that just true yes it's true that's cool man i like you that. just make people happy oh um speaking of people before we get into all things you i'm gonna just rapid fire the questions that i got for you okay is that cool that's cool okay um this one this is from actually one of my best guy friends griffin moore he lives in brooklyn and he wrote basic bitch question in parentheses he wrote what's it like truly filming with the rock <laughs> oh man <laughs> I, I was like that's what you're gonna that's the one. okay i would say it's, it's amazing because you get to be in his presence and like how you say like if he comes in a room the whole room lights up and he's just a star but he doesn't make you feel like he's a star he makes you feel like you're a star like when he talks to you he you know you've been talked to and he pays attention to you and he's I don't know. It's crazy. It feels it feels like so secure. Oh my god! And uh, it's like that. So you you work with him, and you you feel like that. You feel like you're on his level. Oh wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Do you have a little guy crush on him? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> no I, actually, one of my sons did, and uh, he got to meet him, and it was the craziest thing. Like he couldn't even speak. He oh. was like, he, he was saying like, "Mr. The Rock," like he was saying the cutest things. And he shut the kid down. It was insane. What he took do? a picture with him. Like, no, like the kid just literally couldn't do anything because he met his idol, The Rock. And that was really cool. I've never seen the kid react like that before in my life. Oh and my that was God. crazy. The Rock made him. He has a man crush on him for sure. <laughs> I got so jealous of John Hamm when Tommy told me, like, that's like his guy crush. <laughs> Like what? John Ham's a handsome dude. Uh, he really is. <laughs> he really you is. You get jealous. I know. I was jealous of that. Yeah, I'm chill. Um, <laughs> God, who would you like be like? I don't know. Silent in front of, or like not be able to say anything in front of. Like, who is Probably your Eddie Murphy? Eddie oh. Murphy or somebody? Yeah, yeah. Some, him, like I think him, because he was so like he's just the coolest. He's the funniest. I would be so starstruck, but it happens to me a lot. I do get starstruck a lot, like really? with sports stars. Like uh, I met Warren Moon. Who? Oh, this is so weird. I met I met Warren Moon. <laughs> this is good. Oh, Carl is watching Carl right now. Oh my god, that's so weird. Uh, I met like Warren Moon, and he's like a Hall of Fame quarterback. He played for the Oilers. Man, I just couldn't even talk to him. Okay, I didn't know what to say to him. Oh my god. Um, yeah, so it happens every once in a while. That's so cool. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, what would you want for TTD's future? That's the character you play on Ballers. What would you want, like, for him in life? Um, I would want him to be, um, I don't know, to be doing something in Hollywood. He seemed like he's he's really artistic. Mm-hmm. He was, like, editing stuff for them all the time. He was making videos. I think he'd be in Hollywood doing some stuff. <laughs> Come on to Hollywood, TTD. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. This is like making me cry. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> I loved when you were in the Sirius XM. I felt like you were like practicing for being on this podcast. That was exactly what I was like. Yeah. I need some Sirius XM so I can practice with Jackie. <laughs> we're talking to Jackie. Um, uh, do you like the Lakers or the Clippers? Do I have to choose? I would oh. say now I like the Clippers. I like the. I think the Clippers are going to win it all. You do. I do. I want. Okay, so normally we do just enough sports and we talk sports for the week, but this is airing next week, so we're not going to talk about like really what happened. <laughs> okay. Just, yeah. Um. I want to know who you think's actually going to go to the Super Bowl this year. The Patriots. <sighs> always, always. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if the 49ers are going to be really good or if the Saints are going to like start doing their thing. I think the Saints and the 49ers. Oh, I, I love wish the, the Rams, but I think the Saints and the 49ers. Oh, who's like your team? My team is the Bears. You're the Bears. Okay. Yes. So yes. you're Chicago like all the way through. I like, the, I like the Chicago teams. I'm not a big Bulls fan. I was a Jordan fan, Okay. but um, I'm not a big Bulls fan. I mean, I'm a Bears, Sox, Cubs fan though. Which is so funny that you're, you know, you're doing both the Sox and the Cubs. Yeah. Well, I grew up across the street from White Sox Park. So from Comiskey Park. And I would go over there and watch games all the time. And I love that team. But I would watch the Cubs games on TV Mm -hmm. all the time. And I love that team. So, I mean, I don't know why people say you can't love both teams. I love both teams. (laughs) You love both teams. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the coolest things I think you've done which is such a bucket list thing for so many people i don't know if it was for you carl got to throw out the first pitch oh my god yeah that was at, a bucket list thing yeah. yeah wait what what was that like take us through that entire day because i've never heard you i haven't heard you talk about it i haven't asked you about it before uh the entire day so okay i go to i'm in chicago and i'm just like hanging around downtown chicago which i've never done before i've never went and hung downtown and it was so cool and i fell in love with chicago i went to the museum i went to um when I go, I went to the museum, the aquarium. I went just walking down the river, and then I went to the north side and went to Wrigley Field for the first time. Really? Even though I've seen the Cubs play a thousand times, like at Dodger Stadium and St. Louis and Oakland, it's just everywhere, everywhere I've seen them play, but never in Wrigley. You were waiting until you could actually pitch them. <laughs> it just so happened that uh, I got to throw the first pitch, so I get to go in the stadium and uh, like they take me on a tour, and I get to see like the 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 locker rooms and all that stuff the press room and then they take me out on the field and um and it's just it was overwhelming like oh my god i'm on wrigley field you get to see the ivy you get to see all the people and then they was really nice and they put my put me on the screen and said i was from chicago and i'm an actor and like the crowd cheered and so that's all i'm thinking about is like i'm standing on this mound and this catcher is so far away i would think i was i was on the mound i didn't think it was that far it was so far so I was just now I don't want to be too excited and throw the ball over his head. And I just laid one in there. And then, I mean, you really couldn't like take it in at the time. Yeah. Um, I still like have to like watch the video and see what happened because I mean, it was like a blank for me. Did you practice before? Like, do they let you go out on the field? Like before everyone gets there like that? I would, my biggest thing I would be scared of is like, I don't even know, bouncing the ball or like <laughs> just doing something very wrong with it. Like, were you allowed to even practice? There was no practice. I didn't, I didn't practice. I didn't even practice. <laughs> I feel like I know how to throw a ball. I could throw a ball and I didn't want to like just overdo it or like overthink it or anything like that. <laughs> I just wanted to get there and play a good game of catch and just throw it to the guy. And that was what, it, that was what it was. I wish they would have gave me practice. They said that, um, 
I would have a chance to practice, but then they was just like, all right, come on, we're going to make the throw. And then that was that. Oh God. You had like a whole cheering section though. Didn't let your my family mom, go. My, yeah. My cousins was there. It was, it was so cool. That is so cool. I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, that's amazing. And you know what, since we're already talking about Chicago, why don't we just get into, so what's your Jersey is basically where you're from and how you got to where you are. Mm-hmm. So you're from the South side of Chicago. Yes. Can you tell me what you were like as a little kid? What I was like? Yeah. As a kid? Like little Carl. Little I was a mama's boy. Uh, I was, I don't know, I was creative. I would always make my own toys and, like, um, be in a room talking to myself. I would play, like, I don't know, I would have, like, make these little football fields and have, (laughs) I would make these little football fields and, like, I would have the Bears, like, beating the Patriots on these little fields, but, like, with teddy bears watching the whole game. So I was just, like, I don't know, I would just make these little things. I had baseball cards. I was I was mostly to myself because I had two sisters. Mm-hmm. So they would do their thing, and then I would be in my room doing my thing. Um, and I was all about my mom. I would watch movies with her, TV with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> I lived in a project. So when you live in a project, it's like mostly fear. So because going like anywhere, you could be picked on, you could be all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I was, when I was in the house, I was comfortable. I was cool. But when I got out the house... It was mostly like, all right, what's going to happen out here? And it was like, get to the store, get home without trouble. So that's yeah. how it was. Um, but that was, that's how it was. That's how I was as a kid. I was cool and content when I was in in the house with my mom. And then when I was out, it was just like a scary world. What was your favorite thing to watch with your mom? Was it the Golden Girls? Because I've seen a lot of Instagram videos <laughs> of you watching the Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah, we watched, we watched a lot of Golden Girls. We watched Sanford and Son, The People's Court. Um, you just got to go to the people's court. Didn't I did. You? That's why I went because me and my mom used to watch the people's court all the time. <laughs> That's amazing. Was that so cool for you? It was cool. It was like being inside the TV. It was like, it was like, this is the only time I ever felt like I was inside of a TV. Cause I watched this people's court with Millian. Like when me and my mom watched it, it was Wapner, <laughs> but now it's judge Millian <laughs> and I love her. And she's so fiery and she yells at everybody. And then you get there and it's like being in, the courtroom, it was surreal. But then she comes out and she like yells at everybody. And it was really cool. <laughs> so that would make me nervous. So, like anytime I have to, if like I've had a ticket or like, and just being in a courtroom, I'm like, oh my God. You don't like, I love court. You love court? Like jury duty. I love jury duty. Shut up. I'm not joking. I, I went, I did a case. <laughs> I did a jury duty case. And it was this guy who was like stealing mail out of the mailbox. And he was like cashing these people's checks. And he had this like this defense that his son gave him a card with $20 in it and he accidentally dropped it in the mailbox. So he made this fishing thing just so he can get it out. While he got it out, he got out other people's mail. He was going to put it back, but he didn't put it back. So all the jurors bought that story and they was like, well, he's innocent, obviously. Oh I was God. like, what, what are you people? What's wrong with y'all? He's not innocent. He's I, had to, this up. I had to go through like, like evidence evidence case by case and like turn all these guys and show them why he was guilty and then they finally all came around the next day we had to like we had to go home and then come back the next day because they wouldn't buy my stories and then I turned them finally they finally found him guilty and then the judge heard about it and she came she brought us in our chambers and she was like I heard about what you did thank you for doing it I'm glad he didn't get off he would have got off. He would have just been doing it even more. Oh, my God. He just would have been stealing everyone's mail, just <laughs> living his best life. Look yeah, at I you. I love jury duty. Love, I love court. I don't know why. I love it. Love I it. would love to see you play a lawyer. 
I would love to play a lawyer. I would love to play a lawyer. As long as I don't have to do all the lawyer talk and like be very articulate, I'll be good. But yeah, no. This I can be, be gangster lawyer. I'll be you right. and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Just lawyers together. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> You're on the same let's legal write, team. Let's write that show. I'm down for that. <laughs> yes. So I want to know, you were creative as a kid and then you went to college. Where did you go to school? I went to a bunch of college. I went to Illinois Valley to okay. play football. Then I went to Ed Close's football program. So uh-huh. I went to Joliet College in Illinois. And then I was done there, and I had to go to a four-year school. So I went to Lincoln University in Missouri. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Were you still playing football there? hmm And is that where you also discovered acting? No, that was the first school I was went to. Was it? The first, my freshman year is when I discovered it. Um, I was playing football, and... They give you these classes like coaching baseball, coaching basketball. So you don't have to really worry about the class. You just worry about football. The other class they gave me was theater practicum. I didn't want this class, uh, but the teammates was like, get the class. We never go to that class. Um, And they were saying we never go to this class as if they ditch class from time to time. I took it literal because I take everything literal. Um, And I never went to this class. And so at the end of the year, the teacher calls me up. And says, I never come to this class, so he can't give me a passing grade. But if I wanted a passing grade, he was doing a play of Mice and Men. And oh, then yeah. he needed somebody to play Crooks. <clears throat> if I'd play Crooks, he'd give me a passing grade. Man, I want no part of this. Told him no. I went to my coach and was like, hey, this teacher on my ass. Can you get him off me? Yeah. I don't want to do this play. And the coach thought it'd be funny if I did the play and he brought the team to laugh at me so, at, you so it, was like, your lesson. it was like rookie hazing is yeah. What it was. And, yeah I learned my lesson so I was like all right I got to do this thing I go and I'm like begrudging at first and I don't want to go and I'm like uh they give me the script and it's like this packet like a like a script notes or like crib notes <clears throat> but it was so thick and it had all my lines like highlighted and I was like there's no way I'm learning all this what do you there's no way yeah. what are y'all doing and then they was like you'll get it by the end of the run you'll you'll know it and then, like, day by day, I just fell in love with it. Um, just, like, the whole process, how everybody became a family, how everybody helped each other. And it's just, like, a little community, and you could be creative. And people seemed to like it. So when we did the first play, I got a, a good response. Like, people gave me roses. I never had that happen to me before. <laughs> um, and it was like, afterwards, you go out, and you stand out there while everybody's leaving. And, like, so many people came over to me and said, like, they liked what I did, and so it was something that I was good at, I guess. Yeah. So I wanted to try more of it. But I was still playing football at the time, so football trumped everything. I thought I'd go to the NFL, so I just kind of didn't worry about it. What were you, football-wise? <clears throat> well, in college, in high school, I played quarterback, wide receiver, running back, DB, punt returner, kick returner. And God, co- you should try harder next no, time. I, I never like. I didn't like leaving the field, but in college they wouldn't let me play so many positions. Weird. So my freshman year I played receiver. My sophomore year I played cornerback. Um, and then I played cornerback at the at Lincoln University. But when I went semi pro, I played quarterback again. Okay. And that's why I hurt myself in semi pro. I was playing at Lincoln and playing semi pro at the same time, which you're not supposed to do. No. No, and then I hurt myself in semi-pro, so I couldn't. I had to go back to school and like lose my scholarship. And oh god, <clears throat> well it all worked out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Could you like when all that happened though? Because my brother played 
um, soccer professionally and he got injured. And after that, like he could not watch a soccer game for a while. And now he like coaches soccer and like yeah. he's back in it. But were you kind of just like shut down to football or were you just like, I was on to the by, next one? yeah, I was, well, I mean, I think I wanted to play like it, it would, whenever I would watch it, I would get the itch and want to like, I want to play, I want to play some more. And my ACL still torn is ne- I never got it fixed. <clears throat> So I still, like, if I'm watching NFL games, I get the itch. I want to play. Yeah. Uh, so that happened, and I would watch a lot less of it because I wanted to play so bad, mm-hmm. and I couldn't with my torn ACL. But um, That's kind of how, oh, God, when I watch, like, dancers do stuff. Oh, yeah. God. You just get it? You just want to get yeah. in there? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that didn't, I did stand up instead. I didn't have the apps <laughs> for dance. Um, wait, so you also, you have two beautiful sons. Yes. handsome beautiful whatever beautiful, they're so beautiful, good looking handsome but you had them really young did you have them when you were a freshman in college mm-hmm. wow so yeah. you were doing so much like what was that like <laughs> take <laughs> us through the, everything what, what minute the by minute like? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take us back to that night <laughs> no but that's like so much to handle it was it was a lot i mean so i mean just being where i'm from so my mom was kind of like in and out of the house. So she would come and she would go and I'd have to watch my sister. So I was, I was kind of used to being an adult or used to being in charge or used to just taking care of, taking care of things. It didn't really matter to me. So like I had my school, I had my toys. I had to watch my little sister. I had to cook. I had to do her hair sometimes. And I, I thought doing her hair, like I would see little girls and their hair would be like so slick back. I thought it was like just a lot of grease that she would put so much grease in there. And it would give it that little shine and make oh, it come. No. I mean, was, this little girl hair was greased <laughs> to the gills. It was, it was so bad. She's gotten you back for that since then. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh my god, that's crazy! So you're doing that. You did the play, mm-hmm. and then you got injured. Yeah. You then was it like, oh, I'm going to be an actor now? Like, how did that transition happen for you? No, so I was going to be a teacher. Uh, when I was going to I was going to school at Lincoln University for elementary education, I was going to be a teacher, and that would be my life after that. Um, wow. So when I got hurt, it was just like, oh, well, I guess I better finish this degree and be a teacher. Yeah. Um, You're not <clears throat> a teacher now, so yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to be. So I was like 23, 24 years old. I didn't want to be a 23 year old teacher, and then it'd be like, go teach class, go grade papers, go back to school the next day. For the next 20 years, my life would be over. And that's what I saw for myself. Like, that's it. That would be my life. Yeah. Um, so I gave myself a couple of years to come out to Hollywood to see if I could make it in either stand up or acting or just see if anything, if, if, if I had anything out or if L.A. had anything for me out here. Why L.A.? Why not New York? Um, New York is more theater. Mm. I kind of wanted to be like where the movies were where, and the weather and the weather. Like, yeah. this, <laughs> you, I don't want to go. I Chicago. left Chicago cold. I don't want to be in cold anymore. This weather was beautiful and i got the and you got the acting thing and the comedy thing so did you start doing stand-up in chicago no or you started everything out here yeah the first time i did stand-up was at the comedy store it was like one of the potlucks yeah so i stood in line i did i grabbed the ticket and i got 20th and i said like okay if i pick a number i'll go home i'll write three minutes of material and then i'll come back and do it the next week so i picked the number and then that's what i did i went home i wrote three minutes of material came back the next week and did it. And I was so scared. <laughs> I was so, I'm like being so nervous. My stomach was hurting. 
I pooped like four times I at mean, the comedies. It, it was so skinny. It was so it was <laughs> it was so crazy. And then I went up, and it was okay. I guess people laughed. Some people laughed. And um, afterwards, I was so like pumped up, like I want to do it again. I want to do it again. Yeah. And I fell in love with comedy, but I didn't fall in love with comedians though. Like just going around like. Touring with comedians or just like being around comedians, the they worst. brought me down. <laughs> they brought so me down, sad. so I had to like distance myself from comedy and it just focus on the acting part. Really, wow! And so, like, what? Because I, a lot of people wanted to know, like, did you come here with an agent already? Like, how? Like, what do you recommend to people to just get started who come here? Like, how did you get that first job or that first agent or? Um, the first agent I got, <clears throat> well, I was just doing like. I would look on Craigslist. I would look on like all these sites, Actors Access, LA Casting, and I would just like try to book myself on anything, student films, short films, just anything, just to. Oh, no more ballers. No more ballers. <laughs> the TV shut off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just like just to act, just to act. It was like more like a learning process yeah. to learn everything. I wanted to like I learned how to edit. I learned how to like do all these things. I took a bunch of classes. I took a improv class. Took acting class took commercial classes just to like know what everything is like what they talking about if they say go camera left you got to know that if they say like these they spit out all these words and you got to know what, what it means oh yeah if you on the set so i took a lot of classes i did like i would write and shoot independent films myself for a while um so That's i would just so say cool <laughs> like not a lot of people do that not a lot of people like take their career into their own hands and just make their own shit they kind of just wait around for things to happen that's if you're waiting around for things to happen they probably won't happen you gotta like do it for yourself yeah what i felt so that's why i would do a lot of things for myself uh, for the first part i i didn't have an agent or a manager i would call and and be my own manager and i'd be like oh my client carl would like to come in for such and such oh yeah my fake manager name is jessica <laughs> 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 There's nothing more humbling than pitching yourself as someone else. Yeah. yeah. I've done it. I've done it a lot of times. I used to do it all the time. And then one of my friends like introduced me to her agent and uh -huh. she took me on and then she got me a few things and then they got me to the next person and it was just like a, a stepping stone. Like you go to from one agent to the next, get a manager, you go to another agent, get another manager. Like it was that whole thing. Now I feel like I got the people that I need. So was um, Gridiron Gang your first big thing or working with Snoop Dogg on Bossin' Up? I think Bossin' Up was probably the first one. Yeah, I think That I was on BET? It was on BET. Oh my God, what was that like for you? <laughs> that was like, that was one of those things that you, like, I call home. <laughs> and it was like, I'm in a movie with Snoop Dogg. I'm in a, like, and nobody believed me. <laughs> they didn't believe me. Um, so I, it was like, and then. It came out finally, and people was like, "Oh shit, he's in a movie with Snoop Dogg." Yeah. Um, but that was so crazy. Like he offered to um, smoke with me, so we in a we like in a trailer, and he like rolls up this blunt that's like I don't know the size of my arm, and I didn't smoke weed at the time, <laughs> and I was like, I was intimidated by this big blunt. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, this thing would kill me. Uh, that would paralyze me. So I said no. I was like, oh, I'm good. I don't smoke, and that was a. The one time I turned down smoking weed with Snoop Dogg. Wow. Now uh, would you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's so crazy. And then I want to know, because you worked, what was it? The Gridiron Gang. Was that with Adam Sandler? No, that was with The Rock. That was with The Rock. Yeah, The Longest Yard was the with Adam Longest Sandler. Yard. That's it. 
Um, what was that like? Where it was Adam Sandler. Who else was in that with you? Oh man, Tracy Morgan, like Goldberg, the wrestler, Stone Cold, the wrestler. That is insane. Uh, Michael Irvin was in it. Bill Romanowski. It was so many people in this movie. Nelly was in it. Um, <laughs> was Nelly cool? <laughs> Nelly was so cool. Like it, I, my sister was in love with Nelly, so like I told him about it. He came over and took a picture with me. He told me to call my sister, and he talked to her, oh and she flipped out. <laughs> like oh, she my was God. flipping Brother out, talking to Nelly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she loved me forever for that one. Well, good. You greased her hair up enough <laughs> when she was little. You owed her that. It was the same story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy. And do you, because I feel like the more you move up in your career, did you, like, learn certain things from each set that from you were on? Every one of them. You learn, I learned from every one of them. Like, especially with, like, you work with these stars, like Adam Sandler and The Rock. And you see, like, how cool they are to people. Like, you always want to be that cool to people, especially Adam Sandler. Like, this on his movie, he was the, the coolest I've ever seen anybody. And I, I watched him, like, on Saturday Night Live. I watched all the things that he did. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Watched all of his movies. Oh, my God. And now I get to work with this guy and it's... see him be this cool in real life. It makes you want to be cooler. And, yeah. And you just take that from, I take different things from every set. He tripped me at the Laugh Factory once. Did he? Yeah. He was being funny. I was a cocktail server, and I literally didn't know he was behind me, and he, like, tripped me, and the I was like, what foot? the fuck? And it was Adam Sandler. Oh, hi. Oh. Okay. Sandler. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, wait, so did Gridiron Gang, working with The Rock, did that lead to ballers? No. Oh, that was a totally separate thing. I don't thing. even think we've ever even talked about this. This was a totally separate thing. I was doing background work. Um it's actually how I got my SAG vouchers was on the Gridiron Gang. That's but so cool. We would like we worked so closely. We would work in Malibu. It was like a um, a juvenile detention center, uh-huh. they football team. So we were like meant to be kids, and they like shaved my face. And I was rare. I was rarely seen in this thing, but um, they wanted to do reshoots, and I didn't really care for how like the set was ran. It was like a bunch of theft on there. They stole my computer. Oh, my uh, God. There was a bunch of stuff that went, like, they stole exhibits, chains, and it was like $150,000 worth of chains. It was just like a shitty set to be on. So when they asked for reshoots, I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and they I'm said, good. well, if you come back, we'll give you your vouchers. And that made me sag. So I was like, okay, I'll come back. Wow. And and I went back, and I made sag, and then I started getting work. That's so cool. I mean, not cool that, like, they stole a bunch of your shit, but <laughs> wow. That's, oof. Um, so I also, okay, I'm from the East coast and Dunkin' Donuts was a huge part of us growing <laughs> up. Guys, if you don't recognize Carl from all the freaking movies and TV shows he's been in, he, he, every time your face showed up in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial, <laughs> it made me so happy. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh man. And I just came from the East coast and I see how Dunkin' Donuts is like Starbucks. <laughs> right? It's on every corner is a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> And I've there's never like se- two out here. I've never seen something like that. It's so funny. And the, the, the uh, commercial play when I was at Gillette Stadium, when we was at the Patriots game, Stop. they sponsored the Patriots. It was like on the big screen and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys love your Dunkin' Donuts out there. Yeah, they really do. It's So that for me is the biggest thing you've done, <laughs> <laughs> actually. Um, wait, but people wanted to know, like for you as an actor, what's like the biggest tip you can give giving not like between commercial acting and TV acting, like what's the difference between doing the commercials like that? Like, do you even go in and do stuff differently? No, no, I don't do anything. You just start Carl. (laughs) (laughs) 
really just go in and do whatever they like, whatever, whatever's on the page, whatever the director says, I go in and I do that. And then they let me do my thing. And then that's how it happened. Do you take, like when you first moved here, did you take any certain acting classes or any of that? No, it was one class that, that like, that stuck out to me was, um, Leslie Kahn's. And it wasn't, it wasn't anything Leslie Kahn did. It was just the way her class was ran. So you go to class one time a week, like all classes. But she had it to where the students would have classes every day. So you had to host a class at your apartment or wherever every day. So it was a morning class, an afternoon class, or a night class. So you could make one, whichever one you preferred. So for five weeks, there was three classes a day. And I went to all three every day. Every day. I mean, were you raking in the dough? Her classes are expensive. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I was on TV shows, Jacqueline. No. Her <laughs> yeah, class is expensive. Fine. It's expensive, but I mean, if you do it that way, like I had a really, I had a really good class, and they mm-hmm. all had like the morning, noon, and night class. So somebody was throwing a class every day, yeah. morning, noon, and night, and I made sure I was at every one of them. And you. I would find like the people that I thought was the best in class, and I would like gravitate towards them and want to work with them and want to like be like them, be better like them. So that's what I would do. I would find a class where you can work, where you can act and find the best people to act with and make it happen. Yeah. They always say surround yourself with people that are more successful than you. Um, (laughs) So I would do that all the time. (laughs) That's awesome. No, I love that. Um, I want to know, so you're on Ballers, but Ballers, when you booked that, that wasn't supposed to be like five seasons of you being on the show, right? No, it was supposed to be one episode. Look at you. <laughs> Wait, so what was that audition like? The audition was crazy because I auditioned for Fat Reggie's part. Is so that London? London? London's part. Do you know I was on a dance company with London? London's dancer? He used to dance, yes. We were on Unrestricted Element together. We used to rehearse at Crunch. Yeah. You know, was in a dance troupe uh-huh. with London? Yeah. Oh my God. Wait till I see London again. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's a good dancer. So you were <laughs> supposed to play his part or you auditioned for that? I auditioned for his part. Um, and I went back and auditioned like three or four times. And then it was like maybe a couple months go by and we didn't hear anything. And then they said they had another part that they wanted me to audition for, which was the TTD role. And I went in and auditioned for it. Um, and I went in for that one like three or four times. And then it was another four or five months that went past. So I th- again, I thought like I didn't get that part. Yeah. And then it was like a call. I got the call saying I got the part, but it was like six months later. And he was like, you got the part for that baller show. And I'm like, what show? What are you talking about? And I've forgotten all about it. And he was like the one in Florida with the rock. And I was like, oh shit. And then that was the excitement, but I had forgotten all about it because it was so long ago since I had auditioned. And you kind of, with auditions, have to be like, thank you, next. Like, yeah, you kind that's of have it. To... I don't, I don't, after I leave an audition, it's out of my head. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Not so. me. Still thinking about that one audition I didn't book with you. <laughs> 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 Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to know, do you have, like, a favorite moment from being on the set of Ballers or something that really sticks out in your mind? And then I'm going to ask you about, like, an embarrassing moment on set. Favorite moment is just, like, getting there and, like, seeing this whole thing and, like, being a part of this whole thing. And then getting to meet JD, like when I got there, I was just like told, this is what I'm going to be doing. Or you'll be sitting on the couch. You're going to be doing that. I didn't know who anybody was. I didn't know like this is going to be my running buddy. I was be his running buddy for the rest of the show. I just saw this guy. And is that Denzel's to- son? That's Denzel's son. And then I didn't even know that until the second season. <laughs> 
You're like with royalty. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> Maybe it's know. good you didn't know. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have played it any differently. But um, like I didn't know. And somebody said something about his father, and he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, well, "Who's your father?" And he's Denzel Washington. And I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, dude! Like that's crazy." But it, he 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 rarely talked about it. That's really cool. It was really cool. Wow. Yeah. But you have you met Denzel? I've not met Denzel. That would be a big one. Yeah, I met his mom. His mom came on set, Pauletta. She's really cool, and you could tell she like runs the house. Like she's royalty for real. That's she's a queen, awesome. and she don't take no shit. And she's really cool. <laughs> and I fell in love with her too. She was really cool. Oh my god, Pauletta! Yeah, <laughs> with a name like that. That's oh, um, Griffin Moore also had another question mm-hmm. that the show Ballers. It seems like it's very accurate to what's going on in the NFL. Um, and you film it way before like the NFL season starts. So like, are the writers just really good? Like, how do you guys even know what the hell is going to happen? The writers are, it's, it's a couple NFL guys or ex NFL guys that write on I the show. Know that. Mm-hmm. Richard Mendenhall he used to play for the Steelers oh. and he used to play for Illinois. He, he was running back for Illinois. He won a Super Bowl with the Steelers. He wrote for him. Um, Terrell Suggs used to like write and like produce stuff for us, so it's a bunch of NFL players that's there. Um, but I mean, they do make these stories up. It's just the NFL players just make it happen. But, that's awesome. Yeah. So, but it is really close to what going on, what goes on in the NFL, and the NFL did not like that too much. Really? Yeah. They didn't like. I don't think they liked their players being on the show. They was kind of trying to make that not happen. ESPN didn't really care for it either. Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, we were supposed to have like Poppy and and Dan Lebertard on the show uh-huh. and they were supposed to have well, what um Jay Glazer does on the show that was yeah. supposed to be Poppy and and uh, Dan Lebertard. Wow. But ESPN didn't want no part like, of it. Nope. And that's how Glazer got it. I'm shocked. I feel like everyone supports everything the Rock does. You would think. Yeah. You would think. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Um, do you have a favorite Spencer quote from I love his quotes at the end of the episodes. Do you have anything that really resonated with you or do you a not Spencer even watch? <laughs> um I know I'm putting you on the spot. That, that was that was a big one. Oh <laughs> what is I don't know what Spencer says. Probably the one where he says a uh, real gangster take his money and goes home when we was at the casino. Mm-hmm. Um That's that very probably- smart. Tommy's family, they all work in casinos, and he always says that. Really? Like, yeah. You just yeah. you win and you get out. Get out. <laughs> That's it. That's my favorite. You got a favorite Spencer quote? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, I do not. No. <laughs> not off the top of my head. See, I'm, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm making you do all the work. Um, can you tell us about Fantasy Sports Con? Fantasy. You don't know what that is? I saw that on your Instagram. All right, no, let's I definitely know what it is. You did some it. research. Yeah, no uh, so, shit. Okay, in Vegas, Carl. <laughs> in Vegas, it's going to be a fantasy sports con uh, in June. Really? Yes, it's going to be like, uh, so we did one. I, we was just a part of one in Dallas um, last year. And it was, what was that one called? I forgot what that one was called. But it was really cool. It was like a bunch of NFL players. It was a bunch of Hall of Famers. And um, it's just like any other con, like Comic-Con or anything like that. But I'm it's... doing Sopranos Con in two weeks, so I get it. There's a Sopranos Con? Uh, yes, Carl. It's at the Meadowlands Complex. I'm so excited. This podcast, guys, What's Your Jersey? is going to be there. We have a booth. Um, yeah, it's, it's so random. So but maybe awesome. y'all should come to this one. Y'all should come to the yeah. Fantasy Sports Con. Oh, my God. I would love booth. to. 
The, well, ooh. We'll, we'll look work at it that. out. We'll look, work it out. Guys, making moves. <laughs> <laughs> Meatballs, we better see you there. <laughs> it is, it's so it's so much fun. Like you get NFL players, you get, but this is fantasy sports, so it's all sports. It's huge. So this is going to be basketball, football, baseball. It'll be all sports. Oh my gosh! Uh, they'll have some Hall of Famers. They'll have some actors. They'll have some rappers. They have it all. This um, is like any wax in dream. Vegas. So <laughs> you got that going. For That'll it. be in Vegas. That'll be in Vegas. Do you know in where June. it's going to be? Uh, it's on the, it should be on the website. I don't know offhand. Yeah. I love Vegas. (laughs) And June's my birthday. That should be your birthday present to me. Just a booth at fantasy sports. Done. It's fine. Thank you. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Um, you know what else I love? The Dave Matthews band. You know what? Carl has a Dave Matthews band tattoo. (laughs) Can you tell us where that came from? (laughs) How did that happen? Uh, I don't know how it happened. I was young and, um, in love with the Dave Matthews band. Oh my God, stop. In love with the band. I would go to the concerts. I still go to the concerts. You do? I want to go with you. I love them. Really? I've probably been to 20 Dave Matthews concerts. Oh my God, I love it. I love it. And oh. I don't know. I don't really know. I, me and my friend Andy, we were like the biggest Dave Matthews fans in Illinois, we thought. And <laughs> and we one up each other. So like he would go to one more show than I would and I'd have to do something like a gesture that was bigger than his. And my gesture was a tattoo of the fire dancer <laughs> on my heart. <laughs> so with that Dave is Ma- the whitest shit I have ever Dave heard. Dave Matthews band around it. and uh, But I still, to this day, I don't regret that tattoo. I don't regret the tattoo because I still love the band so much. Like it the makes albums, you happy. I, it makes me happy. Oh, my God. I, I mean, this and this is so basic, but Ants Marching comes on. I lose my mind. I mean, I mean, how can you not? All right. I go Meaning, crazy when Ants Marches come on. Oh, God. I was just at the last Dave concert I went to, though, it was at the Hollywood Bowl, and he really didn't play any of like the classics, which I get. Oh, wait. So I, I think, I, did you go with Deneen and like T Caps and all of us? No. Was it, no. That was pre me. Okay. <laughs> into, so Carl and I have newly been brought into the friend group over <laughs> the past three years. I wish I would have loved that. Um, have you ever met him? Dave Matthews? Yeah. No, I had the chance one time and I turned it down. Do they say don't meet your You don't uh, meet heroes. your <laughs> You don't meet him. Don't do it. I don't uh, think I I'll didn't ever wanna... meet Britney Spears. <laughs> Carl just judged me so no, hard. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I could see I could see Britney being one, but I definitely wouldn't meet her because Especially now. <laughs> Especially I now. definitely wouldn't I've been hearing like I've heard like people that's hung out with Dave that he's really cool. Yeah. So maybe I'll like if I, if I get the chance again, I'll I'll meet him. Um because I keep hearing he's so cool. But I mean like <laughs> Brittany, I don't know, man. I don't know if she'd be that cool with me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. May- I've met Dave. But Carl's eyes just <laughs> lit up. Oh my god. But you have? Yes. He um used to stay at a hotel I worked at. And I won't say the hotel's name, but there was a recording studio in the like basement. So the band, they would all come. It was literally like, oh, like Woodstock at the pool. Like they would have like two cabanas and then there would be like Maroon 5 in the pool and Kesha. Like it was just insane. No, I've never seen the more cool people than when I worked at this hotel. Like literally, this is the type of shit that would happen there where like Carrie Underwood would be lying at the pool and then Kevin Costner would be in a cabana and he like called me over and he was like, hey, just just go up to Carrie and say Kevin says hi and see what happens. <laughs> so it's like high school. With- uh, yeah, like 
like, what the fuck? You guys know each other? Like, weird shit. You know? Like, I, oh, I, I, yeah. So, anyway, Dave was at the pool all day with his, like, harem, and it was great. And then that night, I also had to cocktail serve in the bar in the restaurant, and he obviously was partying all day, and he was awesome, but... I go up, I'm like, dude, can I get you anything, Dave? And he went, I'll take a Grey Goose Patron. What? <laughs> exactly. And what? I went, what? And like, like you've had enough, Dave. I was like, no, you will not. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just so cool and funny and, like, wrong. And he just, like, also was like, oh, shit. Pineapple. Grey Goose Patron. <laughs> it was just like, okay. Yeah, but he was awesome. Damn. So, right? Damn. You got to make that, Carl, you are very cool. I feel like you could meet Dave Matthews very easily. Well, I hope so. I'm going to try. I, I feel like. Dave, if you're listening to this, let's meet up. I bet he's a meatball. <laughs> Seems like he'd be a meatball. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I'm obsessed with you. I think you're amazing. And I want to know what's next for you. What are you excited about? Like, what do you want? Tell me. Um, I'm excited about going to Germany and playing with Left on Laurel. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get back, I'm playing with the other band, CJ Hammond. I don't know about I this play band. bass in this band as well. Um, this dude, CJ Hammond, he's like R&B singer. He's really good. That's cool. Um, he's really good. He can sing. He got a, like a John Legend kind of flow. Oh. <clears throat> and um, so we're going to play at the Peppermint Club. Oh, that's cool. At on December 10th and then in January we're doing a telethon here and in New York. Um, so I'm excited about those things. And as far as like the career goes, who knows what's going to happen? We'll see. I'm just waiting to see like everybody else. Oh yeah. What's next? (laughs) We'll see. We'll see what's next. We got to write your uh, court drama comedy with With Eddie Eddie Murphy. Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. That's what we got to do next. Um, so I want So at the end of the podcast, I usually have people do a reading of a Lady Gaga lyric (laughs) because she's like goals guest and whatever. But I also think it's fun sometimes if I have an actor on to reenact scenes from, I don't know, Italian-ish movies. So I picked um, a scene that actually takes place in a court room movie what? my cousin Vinny. Uh-huh. oh i love my cousin Vinny. oh you do <laughs> oh my god so i thought it would be really funny <laughs> to have carl read the classic scene and you can either be Vinny, joe pesci's character or you could read marissa tomei's character if you really want to flip it i'm gonna go with marissa tomei's I, character I, that's i am so proud of you for choosing <laughs> that that makes me happy all right guys um and you can also read it in your most chicago accent your most jersey accent your most ttd accent whatever you want okay all right guys this is us doing my cousin Vinny. i'm Vinny. <clears throat> what's the matter with you i don't know well you're acting like you're nervous or something well yeah i am what are you nervous about i'm the one under the gun here trial starts tomorrow You want to know what I'm nervous about? I'll tell you what I'm nervous about. I'm in the dark here with all this legal crap. I have no idea what's going on. All I know is that you're screwing up and I can't help. You left me that little camera, didn't you? Oh, Vinny, I'm watching you go down in flames and you're bringing me with you and I can't do anything about it. And? Well, I hate to bring it up because you know I have enough pressure on you already, but... 
We agreed to get married. And as soon as you won the first case, meanwhile, 10 years later, my niece, the daughter of my sister is getting married. My biological clock is ticking like this. And with that, and with with the way the case is going, I'm never getting married. Lisa. I don't need this. I swear to God, I don't need this right now, okay? I've got a judge that's just aching to throw me in jail. An idiot who wants to fight me for $200. Slaughtered pigs, giant loud whistles. I ain't slept in five days. I got no money, a dress code problem, and a little murder case, which in the balance holds the lives of two innocent kids. Not to mention your biological clock. <laughs> my career, your life, our marriage. Let's see. What else can we pile on? Is there any more shit we can pile on top of the outcome of this case? Is that possible? Maybe it was a bad time to bring it up. <laughs> Carl, that was my favorite. <laughs> oh my god, that was so fun. <laughs> You're amazing. Carl, pimp yourself out and tell the meatballs where they can find you. Um, on Instagram, I'm no, Carl your address. B. McDowell. Tell you want my address? No. <laughs> I'll give you my address, people. No. Um, on Instagram. On Instagram, I'm Carl D. McDowell. Um, on Facebook, I'm Carl McDowell. Twitter, Carl D. McDowell. And that's it. That's it. And that's they can it. find you at all the cons. All the cons. Yes. Every one of them. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. No. This was really fun. Oh, good. This was fun. But you don't say that to everyone, right? No. No. <laughs> he totally looked to the right, which means he's um, But I'll take it. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening, subscribing, rating, and remember, share this podcast with your friends because that's the best way to find out about podcasts. Also, you can check me out at SopranosCon, November 23rd and 24th in New Jersey. And then I'm also featuring um, at Catch Rising Star Comedy Club in Princeton, New Jersey on November 29th. All my dates are on social media at Jacqueline Marfuji, so you can find that there. And if you have any more questions for Carl and I, you can just email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com. You guys are amazing. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young. We're all on superstar.